0: Hello, and welcome back to The Brag. I'm Sean Feltz, and today in the studio with me, I have some good pals of ours, uh, Mr. John Guerra of the Society of Jesus, and Dominic Jean, Brother Dominic Jean of the Order of Preachers. Hello, guys.
1: Hey, Sean. Good to be here.
0: Super good to have you guys again. Uh, Today, we have a super awesome topic in front of us. Um, I'm really excited about it. I know you guys are. Uh, We use a little bit different verbiage on it, but I was just going to say... Uh, The gospel presentation right presenting the gospel like what is the good news when we talk about the gospel, but uh, brother Dominic is a little more uh, Intellectual than me. So what's your (laughs) word?
1: (laughs) Well, I wouldn't know I wouldn't say that but like the way I've always heard it described is this is to use the Greek word Kerygma and when we say Kerygma, it just basically means proclamation like it's Mm -hmm. that core central message that is the gospel in miniature when we say the kerygma when we say gospel presentation it's the essential message of christianity
0: yeah so i guess the simplest way to, to head right into this is just i think four parts right four main parts of this this gospel first that we were created for relationship with god right that this relationship second is broken through sin third that jesus christ restores this relationship to the father and fourth we have the choice to accept or reject this offer Am I missing anything there? We do.
2: No, I'm just kidding. The (laughs) The Jesuit in in the room is like, where is the choice? (laughs) Uh,
0: Dare we hope? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Oh, my goodness. That was for you, Matthew. Okay.
1: (laughs) But no, I think that's a a perfect way of putting it together. Mm -hmm. And it bases it all in this relational quality that we're called to have with God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's something that um, can be kind of striking to hear. I think the first time that somebody said that to me, I was really caught off guard. I, I cradle Catholic, you know, like had had learned all of the things, had, had gone to school, i heard all these stories. But when it's simplified to those four main parts, um, something about that is very striking. I think that we're, it really does show this relationality that you were saying, that we were created for relationship, that it's broken, um, but that since we were created for it, Jesus comes to restore that relationship um, through his uh, life, death, resurrection, and ascension. And then. we ultimately have that choice and that's the part that we're sort of in right now i guess you could say
1: yeah this question of like where we all are right now we all live out the kerygma this basic gospel presentation in our lives but always it comes down to this final reality our choice if we have encountered the risen lord if we've encountered jesus there are only two options Mm -hmm. to accept or to reject if we've Mm -hmm. truly met him those are our only options
0: yeah
2: and that really matters only if if he's, you know, uh, paid attention to in saying who he says he is. Like, if he's God. There are tons of great teachers out there. But if he says that he's God, then it sort of, it's sort of uh, necessitates a choice at the end of the day, because it would be a choice about everything, mm-hmm. the nature of all things and their beginning and end. So.
1: And we can't—I mean, sometimes you'll have the question of like, well, I think of Jesus as a good moral teacher, or like, I like the things he said here. Mm-hmm. But then— we forget about the whole. I am the son of the living God. Right. I am the bread of from come down like right. for you to eat. Like eat my body, eat and drink my blood. Right. And if we don't, if we can't call Jesus a good moral teacher, mm-hmm. because he's not just that. Right. He's God. Right. Either he's crazy.
2: Right. A liar, or he's God.
0: Right. Right. But C.S. Lewis, liar, lunatic, and Lord. Right.
2: Yeah. And he's making it about himself at the end of the day. Like unless. You know, you go through me, you mm-hmm. have no salvation, right? He says that. Or like, um, you know, I am the bread of life. You know, I, I am that I am. When he says that, it infuriates the scribes and the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I I am God, and it's about me. Like, there's a word that the catechism uses in its, in its first few chapters, cult.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, cult is, is usually used in a negative way, but we have to recognize the fact that we're, we're in one, and it's around a person. Mm-hmm. But if he's the good God... Who freely created and saved all things and wishes for its flourishing, well, that's a different outcome than a than a a a bad cult around a a power hungry person. Right.
0: So definitely.
2: And I think that this this sort of message, it does necessitate a
0: response, kind of like we were saying. We have the choice, right? Accept or reject. Um but I think the thing that I find very striking, we actually heard this in the reading yesterday uh from the Acts of the Apostles, um, when at post uh Peter's sort of proclamation of the Kerygma, I guess. Yeah. Am I go, doing buddy. that right? Yeah. Okay. Fancy. Kerygma. 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 No, I don't speak Greek. That's, yeah, that's no, right. I, don't, I, don't I don't think that's what? how that Greek was. sounds. The makes it sound a little more <laughs> impressive. I don't know. <laughs> a little foreign. I think that's the wrong language. <laughs> I'm <am> sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, following that, what are the people saying, uh, Respond or re- listening respond to him is well, okay, what are we to do? What are we to do? And he, and he says, right, to uh, repent and be baptized. Right, repent and be baptized, and believe in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing about that is following that in the same chapter, it says that they devoted themselves to four things. Right, this is the, the marks of sort of a Christian life, like the teachings of the apostles. Um, correct me if I get any of this wrong. The breaking of the bread, the communal life, and the prayers. Is mm-hmm. so, that right? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. So, yeah, so each of those things, right? The the breaking of the bread, obviously the the mass, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Eucharist. Um, the communal life, being together in community, in a community of people um, voicing things for your good, pu- pushing you forward, growing in virtue, things like that. Um, the teachings of the apostles, right, which we receive through scripture, which we receive through um, through the church, in, through the, the, church, tradition, the tradition, tradition handed down to us. Right. And the prayers, right, to, mm-hmm. to making a life of prayer. Um, so you guys, in a very special way as religious, live these four things out.
2: Uh, I mean, they have to be present on the daily, don't they, brother? Yeah, yeah. they do.
1: And sometimes you're really struggling to find them. Some, it yeah. can be really difficult at times. Right. Something
2: so simple and so encompassing, you know, it really is a challenge mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, I mean, the world just isn't wired to making that happen. Mm-hmm. My life being about me isn't wired to making that happen, and so it involves the charisma is involving a, a conversion to those four pillars all mm. the time. It's,
1: mm. I mean, it's a real metanoia, a real change of our mm. of our entire mind, a turning of our Greek entire word. selves. <laughs> Sorry, I'm using, I'm throwing the Greek around today. The
0: Dominican, my gosh. <laughs> you Bring him on I here he's like, can
1: I speak a different language? The <laughs> he comes on and he's Aww, like, is English is... optional?
2: <laughs> Did you hear that? He no. said he should study as hard as the Jesuits. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, don't expect more of it. <sighs>
1: but with that, like this question of turning our whole minds, our changing our entire lives and our way of thinking, I mean, look at the world around us today, and this is... I mean, we see a world which is individualistic mm-hmm. to a fault. Yeah, It doesn't prioritize community. Mm-hmm. We see prayer is considered this kind of ridiculous thing that religious and that Catholics and Christians and other people of faith do. It doesn't have real effect, right?
0: Yeah. Um, Almost like an empty gesture. Right. right. Like, oh, I'll pray for you. Right. Like, pray for you. I'll think about, about you. Think you about know. thoughts and prayers, things like that.
1: And I mean, and so we see this real, we are asked to, totally to uproot ourselves from the culture and to plant ourselves in the word in what christ has given us in christ himself which is a
2: totally new form and a new culture Mm -hmm. it's a new body it's a new community it means a new everything Mm -hmm. and and it, it blossoms forth into the world to transform it i i love that you talked about it's changing from being about You know me personally right the journey changes Mm -hmm. to 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 turn if I had to turn the kerygma into a hallmark card It would be (laughs) that God comes down to reveal us to ourselves and to reveal God's love and to save everything in that love and It's him being a human being in its fullness and that is living and dying for another Mm -hmm. In sacrifice and so that now is what leads to our flourishing It's how much we give ourselves away to another Um, And that's challenging to us. It's challenging to me every day. And I I mean, I I know brother probably feels this way. We made a conscious choice Mm -hmm. to make vows in the church to that Christ who reveals that love. And yet it's a battle on the daily to conform to it.
1: Mm. We live in imperfect communities and imperfect on this side of the veil of the human church. And yet we are called to give ourselves away, to die to self, to be, to show love. And there is no greater love than this that we should give our lives for our brothers and our sisters. That's
0: right. One of the questions that's uh, been coming sort of my direction a lot for, you know, f- sort of fielding questions for the podcast and elsewhere um, is uh, on behalf of like lay people, uh, how do we enter more fully into the sacrifice of the Mass? I think that's one that like it, this sort of question of w- whereas you guys have been getting more at sort of prayer and I think communal life a lot. The question is more in regards uh, to, yeah, to the breaking of the bread, to to the mass. Um, So what what would be some things that you would give uh, to somebody? I know both of you are spiritual directors as well. So, like, if you had a directee saying, like, I'm really trying to get more out of the mass, I'm really trying to pay better attention, I'm really trying to pray more with the mass, what would you you say?
1: First of all, good for you. Affirm that. That is a great impulse. Mm. Um, Second, I mean, I would say, so we mentioned this breaking of the bread, but... Again, as the Dominican Order of Preachers, let's, step a, let's take a step back. Mm. The, like if we go to the Emmaus story, he, was no, he, he made known to them through the scriptures all that referred to him
2: mm-hmm.
1: before we get to the breaking of the bread. And this is, again, what we are led into. And so first of all, to take some time. I mean, you can just subscribe and get like the uh, USCCB like, daily readings in your inbox. Mm-hmm. Like start your morning at 5 or at 10 a.m., whatever time right. college students start their day. I don't know. Um,
0: (laughs) One, if we can help it. (laughs) Right.
1: Um, But And so you can start your day reading the scriptures. I mean, this is a beautiful way of entering in. And then when you enter the mass, when you hear the preaching, when you hear it proclaimed, you you already have it percolating through your mind and something else can arise within us.
2: Mm -hmm. I I would say for me, if somebody is asking for how to get into the mass and they're struggling with that, is use the signs and symbols. Mm. Use the signs and symbols. And I've said that to some some of my directees is focus on the corporal. Mm. Focus on the candles. Mm. Focus Mm -hmm. on the altar and the altar cloth. um, The vestments of the priest, the hands or the eyes of the priest. Mm. The crucifix. Things like that because the liturgy and the mass is this communal public act of worship and work. Mm -hmm. Entering into the sacrifice of Christ and his return to the Father with all things in himself and that's that's a fleshy temporal carnal reality Mm -hmm. and we only know the manifestation of the soul in flesh in many ways as human beings Mm -hmm. which is why he came in our form so perfectly and beautifully in the liturgy he's expanding that form because his body now is imbuing all those signs and symbols and gestures as well Mm -hmm. so it's not just the eucharist in his hands that is the source and summit but he's also filling up the gospel He's filling up the altar. He's showing the obedience of a quiet, white, blank, bleached altar cloth, purified and naked for him to be dropped on. The candles which burn themselves away to give light and bring f- literal fire on the altar. Yeah. Like in the old testament. You know, like mm-hmm. there's a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. When I struggle in mass, I focus on one of those things. And I, and I personify them, and I speak to them. I and mean, we do this in ancient hymns and prayers. You know, I'll say, oh, holy candle, burning, burning yourself for others, for light, for God. Mm. Show me the Christ you are illuminating right mm. beside you, mm. you know? Yeah. And,
1: and this is, I think you're, you're getting at a really good point. I was just finishing reading a little book on, on liturgy, on understanding the principles behind the liturgy. It's by um, a guy named Karsten who teaches at Mundelein. Um, wonderful, wonderful work. And it, everything in the liturgy points to Christ. Mm. Everything. When you enter a church, at the end of the day, I can say that everything in that building points to Christ. Mm. The ambo points to Christ. The altar points to Christ. The tabernacle points to Christ. The cloths point to Christ. Everything directs us to him if we let it. Yeah. It's the entire structure, the edifice we construct is and the liturgy we we fashion together is a poem, mm-hmm. is a song we write to the Lord mm-hmm. each anew each day, and like there are these pieces that we can really draw out through this really incarnational reality, yeah. just like you're saying, John.
2: Yeah, and St. Mm-hmm. Bonaventure calls the public work of the church the pulcherimum carmen, the beautiful flesh. Or or, Latin too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then (laughs) then you have um, Saint Paul in the Saint Paul in the New (laughs) Testament, calling creation, especially human beings, God's handiwork. In English, it's a bad word for it. He actually uses the word "poema" in Greek. Mm. So, like all these things, really are speaking to him, uh, or speaking of him, are his voice, are an encounter with him. Mm. It's so important that we go into Mass. Um, knowing that he is pursuing us and reaching for us, which is what I love about mm-hmm. Bishop Barron's charisma, mm-hmm. The story he keeps telling, God is pursuing creation. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't go up to him. He came down to us yeah. and lifted us up. Like Bishop Barron keeps harping on that over and over and over again. It's the only, he holds up the Bible, shows you how long the Old Testament is. There we are trying to figure out a way to worship him and we're trying to find him and we're messing up over and over again and then look at this sh- the shortest part of the bible Jesus comes down and god comes and finds us mm. just like he said he would do in in his question in genesis where are you adam and he comes and finds us mm. if that is part of our charisma, then the litur- it changes everything about the liturgy for us mm. it means when we go we have this faith that tells us that the unseen and i'm not making this up sean <laughs> uh is, a, is is that what is unseen is truly happening
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's beautiful
1: i mean that's what we mean when we say a sacramental reality that's right. like that we are seeing through the visible through the incarnate thing in front of us the invisible we are seeing the lord
2: yes mm-hmm. yeah if, if, if i could recommend two books uh, to anybody about Not if they're if re- written by Jesuits <laughs> Romano Guardini oh. sacred signs and <laughs> symbols and then Pope Benedict the 16th the spirit of the liturgy chapter one nice all you need is chapter one of that book and it'll give you enough to chew on for a lifetime mm. both men will agree with those <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> Wow. Today's kind of a record. I don't know if you guys can't see it. There's a scoreboard in here. I'm <laughs> we're, we're tallying them up. It's normally
0: like a really bad tie and they're both bitter about it. But wow. This is well, so. I didn't say
2: it wasn't bitter, did I, Sean? <laughs> Never. Mm, there it is. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Um <laughs> That's my Arby's cup. Jo- <laughs> Brother Dominic insisted that I make it a sound effect on yeah, I did. I thought it was good.
1: Please confirm that later in that's, the reviews. That's true.
2: Yeah. Yeah, let's see.
0: Let's see. Um Okay, I guess the other thing that I would sort of point to you guys for is uh, the last one mentioned in that, that last part of Acts chapter 2 is is prayers. That's what the Christian devotes himself to or herself to. Um, what would be, again, I mean, this is great. I have two really uh, well sought after and, and incredible spiritual directors here in this room. What, um, yeah, what would you say to a directee asking for ways to grow in their prayer life, ways to uh, to persevere in prayer and, and go beyond just showing up, um, but how to enter in?
1: Yeah, I mean, showing up is good, but it's only half the story.
2: Okay, <laughs> I've heard that they're, somewhere. They're totally trolling me. Right <laughs> so, I gave sorry. a retreat talk. I had to stop. We, we gave uh, a on retreat Saturday? this
0: weekend uh-huh. for our missionaries uh-huh. for the well, and uh, John gave a talk on prayer, and it was beautiful. Uh, and I just but, ripped that
2: off of him. So bad. they <laughs> was, both just we just trolled <laughs> me because d- those are two points from my talk.
0: <laughs>
1: I gave him major side-eye. What
0: you got now, John?
2: <laughs> yeah, I keep getting side-eye from the Dominican. I call it Mount Side-eye because uh, you're burned, but not consumed. Not consumed. consumed. There <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so but funny. no, I mean. <laughs> I wrote that. That is patented. Father Mike Schmitz, you may not use it. I don't think he's Yeah, like he listens to, to Matt, yes. Brad, you may not. Word spreads fast. That's
1: true. That's true. Matthew
2: Kelly, don't touch it. <laughs> He, loves, in he loves little quips in all of his talks. I'm not going to let him have this one. No way. By the way, I love the four points he gave, but he has the four pillars of being a dynamic Catholic. I wonder if they're the same as what you're saying. Well,
0: probably. No. It's not just what I'm saying. It's what, assumedly, like St. Luke said. And yes, it was. In, in
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to prayer. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> the question
1: of prayer, I mean, this is, there's a lot we can say. There are a lot of different ways of prayer um, but at its core I mean I've been really convicted this year in terms of thinking about the heart of Christ this is the image of my prayer this is the image of the the, the heart and the blood um, we see this through Catherine of Siena one of my favorite mystics and doctors we see this in Saint Margaret Mary and the Sacred Heart we see this with Saint Faustina and Divine Mercy always like it's about the heart of Jesus which loves us so and like To place this within ourselves like this when we receive the Eucharist we receive the heart of Christ and our prayer is that that heart might replace our own that our heart which is so hard which is stony might be replaced by the most the most human of hearts the heart of Jesus Christ and so my prayer is Lord take my heart seize my heart and plant your heart in me. This is the pr- like. This is, I think, one of our most powerful prayers and ways of thinking of it. And we and like I was telling Sean, I think on the retreat, we don't just get one heart. We also mm-hmm. get a second heart, which is held within Jesus's heart, the Immaculate One, Mary's mm-hmm. heart. And so we get two hearts for the price of one. We, <laughs> we are able to love so much more fully because we go to Christ and we ask Him to put His heart in us. I would also say for, I hope if any of my directees are listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell everyone one of the images I often tell you to use, um, which (laughs) is Mary Magdalene, the question of the garden. Um, She mistakes, quote unquote, Jesus for the gardener Mm -hmm. at the tomb. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't mistake Jesus as the gardener. He is the gardener. God walked in the garden in the cool of the evening with Adam and Eve Mm -hmm. in harmony and he, Jesus, the Gardener, seeks to restore that harmony, to remove sin from the garden and from vice from the garden, the garden of your soul. And so, how is the Lord tilling the soil of your heart? How is he? Who is he using to till the soil of your heart? He's probably using the community. Maybe someone you really don't like. Maybe someone you you would think the Lord would not work through.
0: Somebody's got to break up the soil. Oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> Breaking
0: up. Well, just like, you know, with like a... Oh, okay, you know, sorry. Like, I was like, I'm hoping we're I was going encouraging with you. people to
1: break up with people in relationships <laughs> on this podcast. No. Oh, gosh, I was really worried. <laughs> I was um, with
0: your analogy. Oh, you you. used like a like a rake or a hoe. Yeah, like, sorry. Yeah. yeah, break
1: up hard soil. Break up yeah. hard soil, Wow, yeah. sorry, guys. We were on two different <laughs> wavelengths there. Um, but no, this question of our of our soil, of our hard hearts, our stony hearts, breaking up that soil so that God can plant virtue there. God can plant the seed of his word of his love in our hearts and so i would encourage this image of the heart mm. of jesus in the eucharist as the heart yeah. and also this image of the garden and ourselves mm. being invited to garden with the lord in our
0: own hearts i love the way that you you've talked about multiple times now to me but also just now uh, this sort of exchange of my heart for two hearts for the sacred heart and the immaculate heart contained within that sacred heart um because it sounds like such an amazing deal, and it's like, well, why wouldn't we just do that right away? Why, you know, that sounds so obvious. But that but it act hurts. Of, it, yeah, it
1: hurts to give up our heart. Yeah. Like this is Catherine of Siena has this beautiful vision where the Lord says, Catherine, I'm going to take your heart and use the blood from it to renew the church, my mm. church, my bride,
2: mm.
1: and He squeezes her heart, and it hurts. And yet, from her reform, from her efforts. The church was renewed. Mm-hmm. The bride of Christ was renewed, and so yeah, it hurts to give up our heart. It hurts to let God squeeze our heart sometimes and put this pressure on our heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But He does it always with the intent of a physician, mm-hmm. always with the intent of giving us something better and healing us, bringing us to more.
0: But it hurts. Growing pains, not just some form of like yeah. oppression or captivity. Mm-hmm, absolutely.
2: There there are two things I would say to, to someone asking for help with prayer. And the first thing is always, always this. Make Christ the center. He is the protagonist of the story. He is the author. He is the savior. He's the end. Everything. And as long as he's the protagonist, as long as you're going to console his heart, um, then you can know prayer is going in a good direction if you don't even if you don't feel anything keep going just keep praying and making it outward about him because again he reveals that being a human being fully alive means not being about oneself Mm -hmm. it can be very tempting in prayer to worry about all the things going on in our lives and our distractions and if we're holy or not it can be always be a confession Mm -hmm. situation it can always be an account of our life it can always be anxieties being repressed and wondering should i let this out with god or not Mm -hmm. and then you're just dealing with repressing that for a whole hour and then you've not prayed Mm -hmm. you've just worried Mm-hmm. Which he commands us not to do, mm-hmm. but he does say, "Abide in me, rest in me." Right? Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's prayer. And with that, I mean, like
1: these, uh, there are a, a lot of different principles of the spiritual life. But really, we were talking just before the podcast while John was eating his Arby's. Um, <laughs> that that was an important point. Did not Johnny. deserve an eye roll. <laughs> it was, I mean, it wasn't roast beef, so I'm questioning why he went to Ooh. Arby's. Oh. But <laughs> l- we have to trust. We have to surrender and then and then cheerfulness so we trust the lord this is what this is the first sin we didn't trust the lord we didn't trust his goodness we didn't trust his love we didn't trust that he had us and had our back right we, so we trust and we console the heart of jesus by trusting And then we surrender to him knowing he will bring good into our lives mm-hmm. knowing that i don't see the way but jesus is the way mm-hmm. and he comes to us and then finally in cheerfulness we can step forward because We're not
2: worried about tomorrow. Mm. We have Jesus today. Absolutely, love begins with a smile, Mother Teresa of Calcutta says that. And Mm St. Peter in his first uh, sermon in in the, um, or his first, sorry, his first uh, letter in the New Testament, he says uh, that rejoicing is the outcome of our salvation uh, an unutterable and exalted joy. Mm. So that's super important. And that comes from making Christ the center and him being the protagonist. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely the first thing. The second thing, and I think it's super important, um, and it's, it can be sort of summed up in this saying by Dr. Howard Thurman, a civil rights leader, um, back in the day. He said, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go do that because what mm-hmm. the world needs are people who have come alive. Mm-hmm. And again, with St. Catherine of Siena, Christ said to her, no, brother, you want to say it? It's great.
1: Be who you're meant to be and you'll set the world on fire.
2: Yeah, and Christ mm-hmm. alone has that for you. And in prayer is where you receive that. In prayer is where you receive him and all of his virtues, all of his goodness, all of his kindness, all of his love. And the whole point is to become love. That is prayer. You're being outward. Christ the center. He's the protagonist. It's about God so that he might transform you into love. Not that you might rid of all of your issues. Not that you might have clarity about your life or solve all your problems. Prayer is not for that. It's a different kind of prayer called discernment that's for that. But prayer itself prayer itself is to be transformed into love it's Mm -hmm. to be restored in the likeness you were created to be Mm -hmm. and that likeness revealed in Jesus is to be fully alive it's fully alive and it's fully given it's empty it is love so that's what those are the two things I tell people make Christ the center and then follow the ways that Christ is bringing you to life Mm. no matter what kind of prayer it is don't force it to be a certain kind Go to the one that the Spirit is bringing you growth and transformation and consolation and growing you in love in, mm. because that is what matters. You can pray the most beautiful prayers, and it can look wonderful, and it can be in the best space, and you can end up being a jerk. Mm-hmm. That's not prayer, because you haven't been you transformed into love. You didn't, because Christ is not a jerk. He mm. is love. He's gift to the world, and if you're becoming that, well, I would say you're praying. Mm. That's beautiful. So if you do that, you will pray better, too love is a verb it's not just a gift it's also a verb mm-hmm. um yeah
0: wow okay that was quite a mic drop right there well thank you guys for all your thoughts That's my
2: kerygma, <laughs> <laughs> <Your> kerygma. kerygma. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal all right all right
0: <laughs> well if you okay <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> So this is John's last time appearing on the podcast. (laughs) It'll be a Dominican
2: takeover next time. (laughs) Nice knowing you. Oh,
0: no. Okay, but thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you for those points. I hope everybody listening found them fruitful. If you have any questions, feel free to submit them to uh, thebrag.sloo at gmail.com. And we will see you next time. Peace be with you.